0: hey what's up everybody welcome to ufc roundup where me and michael wear ridiculous sunglasses sometimes we're in the same room sometimes we're not <laughs> man michael i'm sorry that i'm not there with you th- this week it was it's always fun when we get to actually do this right in studio together we feel so official we make funny voices into the microphone yeah
1: it's nice but we're not you know, it's here. really nice, nice here. i'm home mm-hmm. you're
0: in training camp getting yeah. close
1: when we're Off, in the studio together, talk. we usually talk like this. It's very quiet, and yeah, you gotta get the hour. microphone
0: yeah. right up in there. What's the to after-hours tone? <laughs> sweet tones. <laughs> so, anyway, Michael, how is how is training camp going? How's the body feeling? How's it responding? The body's feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh,
1: camp's good, dude. Camp's good. I miss having you down here. Uh, but yeah, you know, everything's coming together real nicely. Getting into that part of camp that's always a fun time. You know, this is when it's like time to put the pedal to the metal, you know, hit that last peak before we really start to maintain. Um, This will most likely be my last week out here in Las Vegas. And then I'll go home and adjust my training time. Like usually when I'm out here, I hammer all my practices out during the day. And I know I'm fighting on the East Coast. So at home, when I'm at home, it's easier to adjust my training schedule and like start doing later practices, really start to simulate the fight. But I'm healthy. I'm healthy and i'm happy you know paul and how are you how are things how is it how is it to be back home in philadelphia
0: oh my gosh first of all it's great to be home i was i was gone for a while with that training camp straight into working uh the event this past weekend but i got a lot of i I got a lot of good work in myself um and just ready to be home Though, miss the baby miss ashling who was just down here you guys obviously got to (laughs) <laughs> See her trying to eat all my chips and guac she took it off by the way i am yeah. left with no food i'm starving but <laughs> good to be home good to be back on roundup though busy busy stretch for us with roundup which is good man i feel like we're in our rhythm again you know these pay-per-views rattling off like that 286 in london the yeah. rematch is this weekend bro i can't believe it's already here the shot heard around the world Um, bang! What? How did? How did John? Uh,
1: Head head pound for pound, headshot, dead. Yeah, yeah,
0: unbelievable. Um, but they get to run it back. Obviously, let's get right into the main event. Kamaru Usman is taking on Leon Edwards, but now Leon is the champion. Leon gets to defend the belt in London. Big pay per view. The crowd there is insane. How much does that matter? Where is Kamaru Usman at? And what are your thoughts? Just overall on this matchup?
1: Well, I love it. I mean, that was, I mean, one of the best, probably the best comeback of the decade, honestly. Like, you're not going to see much better than that for a very long time. Uh, You know, for the people that didn't watch the fight, to sum it up pretty briefly, it was one-way traffic for Kamaru Usman until literally, I think, right around two minutes left in the fifth round. Obviously, Leon gets the, the head shot, the kill shot. Heard and seen around the world. He knocked out the pound-for-pound king, Kamaru Usman. Uh, You know, when I think about, first and foremost, this fight deserves to be in London. Leon deserves to have his first title defense be in London in uh, Camaro being the former champion that he is, he accepts those challenges. And I don't think the fact that it's in England really is gonna ruffle his feathers or rattle him at all. I think that he's gonna take it in stride. He's been in so many big fights, so many big moments. I don't see him being in enemy territory really affecting him at all. He just has that kind of poison. When you watch the countdown show, I just liked I like the way Camaro sounded. I like the way he really took this loss in stride. And you can, in in that knockout, man, that's the thing you can, that can change a fighter, not just from a physical standpoint from damage, but like confidence, getting knocked out like that. When you've been on top forever, we have seen that be the beginning of the end for a lot of great champions, a lot of great fighters. And you can see the writing on the wall before the fight happens. But for, for Camaro, I can just tell, you can just see it in his eyes. You can hear it in his tone of voice that he's not shook. The last fight's not going to shake him the the enemy territory is not going to shake him i think we're going to see one of the better versions we've seen from him in a long time and that's a scary thing to say because he's been so dominant for so long
0: do you think do you think because of how it went down and that he he kind of i don't even want to say let his guard down right i mean it was really well timed he got caught with a beautiful shot it happens in mixed martial arts but do you think that his approach will be more wrestling heavy than it was in the first one because listen Camaro started to really have some polished striking working working with Trevor Whitman. Mm-hmm. Starting to look good. Him and Gaethje got good thing going with Trevor in, in, in Colorado. He's starting to touch people up, beat people up on the feet. And then you get another striker like Leon Edwards, who even though you're beating him up, you're taking him down, you're controlling the fight, just takes one moment for a striker of his caliber to find that kill shot, so to speak. Um, you think he's going to rely – super heavily on the wrestling if so will that change how he fights will they gas him out earlier with the crowd or do you think it's just going to be business as usual tomorrow
1: well it's interesting when you say when you bring up gassing out because even though this is a little bit offbeat uh that brings me back to the fact it was in salt lake city and mm-hmm. what it did to leon i mean you could tell that i mean the elevation was affecting a lot of fighters on the card and I feel it like high. that
0: it was pretty high, right? It was like pretty, over
1: 6,000, I think. I think so. And, and I think that that, ha, that had to have played a part. I mean, A, you know, Leon had a good first round. I mean, he gets a takedown, takes the back. Then after that, kamaro really starts to pick it up. And, and while he's putting this pace on him that, that kamaro is known for, uh, I think the elevation kind of messed with him a little bit too. And I think for Kamaro, I don't think he's going to change much. I don't think there's really anything to change at all. I think that it was a combination of a few things. I think it was definitely him starting to go from grabbing gears. Like if this was a race, kamaro started grabbing gears first, second, third, fourth, fifth. And I feel like in the fifth round, he just stayed in fifth gear when he could have dropped to six and really kept the pace and kept the, the heart, the higher the pace you push in a fight. Most of the time, your awareness is higher. When you're pushing mm-hmm. a pace, your awareness is higher. And I feel like he just didn't decide to grab that final gear. And, Unfortunately, that's just where where the lapse in judgment came, and Leon hadn't really shown that strike the whole fight. Yeah, uh, so I think for Kamaru, I think it's I think he's just going to stick with the same plan. But what I'm interested to see is if I'm correct in the fact that me believing that Salt Lake City had an effect on Leon, because what if he doesn't wither the way he did in that first fight? That's that's what I'm kind of interested to see.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I, and, and by the way, it's four thousand two hundred twenty-six feet, so it is it is in that area to truly affect you right yeah if it was 3000 you feel it you you'll be okay you you'll, yeah. you'll be able to push up. Yeah. over 4000 you you're, you're definitely going to feel that it, it's going to yeah. play an effect i think leon's going to be much more aggressive um i think he's going to have a lot more confidence coming into this one and he's got his hometown on his back he doesn't want to just make it look like a fluke man I don't know. I go back and forth on this fight, mm-hmm. but it's time to make go predictions. Picks. Wow, that's a tough one. I'm going to go first. Yeah, go ahead. Cuz I'm going to I'm going to lay it on the line here, okay? Ooh, I like it. I this. was thinking Kamaru all, all all week. And you know what? My my gut and some conversations I've had recently have changed my ways and still Leon Edwards, I think it's his time. I don't know yeah. why. I love Kamaru. and I mean no disrespect for this. And if I'm wrong, I you know these mm-hmm. guys are both great guys. Yeah. But I think that hometown crowd, man. I think he's going to be aggressive. I, I think he hurts him. This is a
1: loaded. This there is it a is. very loaded. This, this is a laid loaded. Out there. This is a loaded question for a prediction because you you go back and look at like what we've seen in the last couple of years. Like we've seen great champions in Amanda Nunes. Just recently, Valentina Shevchenko, Kamal Usman. Yeah, is it the
0: changing of the guard, Michael.
1: But it, could it be? Or could this be, could we see the same thing happen that we saw when Juliana rematched Amanda? Does the champion yeah. come back yeah, and right. really start yeah. to bear its teeth and clamp down on the champion and, and, you know, rip their belt away from him and get it back? maybe
0: uh, I should change my pick?
1: I don't know. It, it, it's really tough to see. The other thing, too, is there's always been these swirling rumors about, like, Kamaru's just got terrible knees. Like he, if you watch the countdown show, it's not a secret. This isn't like inside information. It's out there. You know, it's like at some point, when do those things start to catch up with you? There's, It's tough for me. There's so many little moving parts to this fight that really make it hard for me to make a pick. But I am going to go out on a limb and disagree with you. I'm going to go with Kamaru Usman. I think that I just, I'm going off of that based on the fact that I truly believe that He's not shook from being knocked yeah. out viciously. Like I, that. And I, I agree with
0: you. I don't yeah. think he is either. Yeah, I don't think he's going in there shook. I think he's no. going in there to dominate and win. I just, I don't know. I, you know, it's one of those things where I, I think his. I think like you said, I think that mm-hmm. in in London being comfortable, being amped up, yeah, being the champion. I feel like we're going to see an even better, sharper, more aggressive. He looked – I just saw pictures of him not too long. He looks looks shredded. shredded He looks
1: yoked. I saw – is that the picture with his teammates? Yeah.
0: Dude. They all look like they've been busting their ass, right? They all look shredded. I was like, oh, that's a good sign to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But, man, I can't wait to watch it. I'm not working it. I'll be chilling here. Yeah, uh, maybe a couple of the boys come over and, uh, and and watch it. I'm excited for that one, but
1: I think it'll be more competitive. I yeah. will say this. That, that's the yeah. last thing I'll say. Is is and we'll move on to obviously a mind blowing co main event. Co-main but I, I, the yeah. last thing I'm going to say is, I think that whoever pulls out ahead in this fight is going to have to go through the fire to make it happen. So I agree with you as well that Leon Edwards is going to. I think he's going to come out more aggressive with more confidence. Given the fact of the the, the the moments he had success in in the second fight, so
0: yeah, Next. and not only not only did he pull off the win late in the fight, but and, and have to go through a grueling fight at altitude with with Camaro, but now he's had almost five full rounds to make reads, to make adjustments, and to to, to find that shot late. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can find something simpler. And not as crazy to do the damage early. But anyway, it's going to be a great fight. Me and Michael yeah. are split, which is always fun on this show when we can both. Now when we come back for the follow-up, it'll be more interesting and we can kind of rag on each other with bragging rights. But co-main event, damn, it's happening. Listen, Fazeev has been calling for something like this for a long time. He finally gets one of the mo- most, if not the most, exciting fighter to ever grace the presence of the UFC octagon, and that is Justin Gaethje, the highlight. The dude's an animal. The dude is crazy. He's probably one of the better wrestlers on the roster and you wouldn't know it. Right. Cause mm-hmm. he just goes out there and he throws kicks, throws punches with reckless abandon. Um, he goes, he goes out there to either put you out or to, to leave on his shield. Um, man, this is going to be a tough one to pick too. But before we get there, what are your thoughts? Um, is this too much too soon for Faziv, or is this the just the right time for him? That's tough to say.
1: Uh, you know, I'm a big Justin Gaethje fan. You know, Same. All-American wrestler from UNC. Um, just a good guy. If you've ever been around Justin, he's a heck of a guy. He's a good man. Um, this is a tough one. And this this is the one thing I like about Justin's mentality going into this, is he's put himself in a position with his career and how he is a marquee fighter. In marquee fighters, and I'm not going to name names because I don't want I don't want to sound like I'm casting shade onto other fighters on the roster, but people that are in his position that are non-champions, but could headline a pay-per-view, will hold their position and not fight unless it's against somebody else that's a marquee name, somebody else that's where the pot gets sweetened by yeah. you know they, they won't fight somebody unless you sweeten the pot with something else. You know, I like the fact that he's like. Cool, he's next. I'm still determined to become a champion and I know what I have to do now. I gotta beat a tough up and comer and beat another one to get myself to a title fight. So I like the mentality where he, dude, he's a he's one of the blue chip marquee fighters on the roster and he's not sitting hold position waiting for, for a big name fight. He's like, I'll fight that guy. And that guy is Rafael Faziv, who might be, Rafael Faziv, sorry, who might be stylistically the toughest matchup for Justin. Outside of a guy like Charles Oliveira, a very opportunistic grappler, um, with good striking, but Fazeev has got so much power and Justin has a knack for just like I don't know if you got to touch his chin to get him going, if that's like I don't know if that's like, you know, when you got to start the lawnmower and you got to rip on it a couple of times. I don't yeah. know if that's how you get him going. You got to catch him on the chin to wake him up, but you can't do that against Rafael Fazeev. The guy he has got kill shot one punch KO power that can stop anybody in any weight class. Yeah.
0: Great kicks. Great All kicks. The this. body
1: kicks against, uh, who did he fight? Was it Bobby green? It was, might've been else. Bobby green with the, body yeah, it might've been Bobby green. might've been everybody's fought, <laughs>
0: everybody. And his yeah. flexibility to slide out of the way of the head kicks. That was a big thing. I remember when I was studying him for his debut, and he pulls the matrix where he just slides back and moves out of the way. Listen, here's one, one thing I want to bring up, right? When you look through Justin Gaethje's record, he's been pretty dominant at times. But he has been outstruck by some really good strikers. Dustin Poirier was able to over-volume Charles Oliveira was able to hurt him with strikes, even back in his debut when he fought uh, Michael, Michael Johnson. Johnson, Michael Johnson yeah. had really good moments against. And now, granted, that's a long time ago, and he's a different athlete now. But I think that guys like Fazev, if you're not going to wrestle him, it presents problems. And yeah. now, now we're talking how many years into the organization, how many fifty thousand dollar bonuses and fight of the nights they come at a cost. Nine bonuses and seven fights. Nine bonuses, seven fights. Yeah, I think that's the number. I, I I, don't think that it's the end of his career. But Justin Gaethje himself has even admitted, listen, I got to get it in when I can get it in because the way I fight and the style that I bring to the table, I can't be there forever. Mm-mm. It's, sure, it's going to be short-lived. He's going to walk – I don't know, man. I, I don't want to jump to picks early, but I'm going halfway off his eve on this one. The, yeah,
1: this is hard. This is a hard one because I think for Justin to win – Rafael. He's, he, he's not a
0: he's not Brazilian. What am I doing? Yeah. Am I, I'm so used to calling Rafael's Raphaels.
1: I think that that's why I had a tough time saying his last name because I'm thrown off that it's Raphael and I'm like, Rafael Fazeev. <laughs> but, you know, for Justin to win, he's going to have to survive getting hurt because he does that in every one of his fights. You have to just expect that he's going to get touched. And he's got to get him tired. Like we saw in the Bobby Green fight. Bobby Green. And that's that. Ta- yeah. That's a and good I, fight
0: to bring up. Yeah. That
1: is a good fight to bring up. While it's a different style, but it is like he did start to get tired. Bobby still – Bobby had a big momentum shift in the third round to make it a close fight. So a lot of people thought Bobby Green won that fight. Um, you know, I talked to Ruby. and Of course, he's just like, look, he took the Bobby Green fight short notice. Like, different guy, different fighter. But look, hey, you still have what to look Ruby, at that. Is, do,
0: does he think for sure that he well, – obviously, he, he thinks uh, yeah, he can go and get him out of
1: that. He thinks it's Raziv. Just to piss Rubio, huh? just to piss Rubio, because I know he watches all the roundups. He's a diehard. He's a diehard uh, to? roundup fan. I'm gonna pick Justin Gaethje. <laughs> I like it so. I, I like he's gonna all. get so pissed at me. I'm only doing this to spite you, Danny. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, Listen, no,
0: that's and and look with both of these again. I want to make it abundantly clear that yeah, it's not because I don't like the, both the main event and the co-main event. I'm fans of all truly. Awful. Of all of these guys. I am in the same boat. As is often the case, except for maybe two or three fighters on the roster, where I'm like, all right, you're a piece of, you know what. Uh, yeah. This, this I'm, is sure not can, I'm sure I can think of one of them you're a fan of. but Yeah, he's on the card. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah I, I just think that if, if the speed and the striking and the control is there for Fazeev, I, I think, maybe not a finish, it's a three-rounder, I feel like he might be able to get a, get ahead if Justin were to take him down and just even control and use yeah. any of his wrestling. I think it's a win, but I don't yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I think honestly I
1: think if, if Fazeev wins it's going to be a finish. I, I think I think that that if Fazeev wins. I just don't see him Justin's doesn't Justin's not a guy to really lose a decision. Like if you're going to be Justin Gaethje, it's going to be a finish. You know, yeah. and that's just that, that plays in part with his style. It's live by the sword, die by the sword. Every time he steps out there, so it's like, you know, that's not that's not me saying anything to disrespect him or his style. That's just that's the the downside that presents itself when that's the way you fight. So, because yeah. Eve wins, I think it'd be a finish. But if Justin wins, very well, the same outcome. So. Yeah,
0: hundred <laughs> percent, man. Once he gets <laughs> in your face and just starts leg kicking the dog crap out of you and throwing big shots, I mean. It's going to that one. I still wish I still wish I could have seen you and him fight. I, know, huh? I, I wish still wish I could have seen that. My one. brain and body are probably pretty happy <laughs> though, that, that I, that I didn't have to fight him
1: with, with that me. little, that little smoldering ember in your soul. Probably is like, Oh,
0: that oh man, that, that that's one. There's, there's many in the lightweight yeah. division that, uh, never, never were. They were not yeah. meant to be my, my body saved me from my mm-hmm. mind. Saved me from my body. Yeah. Um, but this card is stacked, man. Yeah, uh, we absolutely. were just talking about some fights to to bring up. And obviously one we brought up, Vittori and delize Delizze's been on a roll lately. I think he's got three finishes in a row. Uh knee to knee, that knee to Kyle. Oh he's man, there. I love Kyle to see that. Yeah. It hurt my soul a little bit. Then Phil Halls was that crazy um Was that the punches and then the Jack Hermanson? No, no.
1: Hermansen was the calf slicer.
0: Yes. God. How did the
1: go from like, and I'm saying this with all due respect, he got his stride. This is a guy that hasn't been training MMA for more than like five years. He's like very, very green. He was pure grappler. And he went from like, just dull to like a dagger. Like, this guy is so fun to watch. He's dangerous. He's got this
0: 12 and one man dual threat. 12, yeah. Man.
1: You know, he, he didn't start fighting until he came until his basically what he felt was his road ending for competitive grappling. Like, he was like, screw this, I'm going to go to MMA. After things didn't go his way at ADCC. I believe he lost to Yuri Samoas and was like, yeah, I'm I'm out of here. I'm going to go fight. And now he's found his stride, really putting it all together. And he's taking on Vittori, a guy that's yeah. challenged for the middleweight title. A tough he, out for anybody. I mean, Vittori's a guy very hungry.
0: A win because anytime he's coming off an L, mm-hmm. he gets pissed off. Like the, That dude, whenever we interview him, even though he doesn't like me, uh, I I will admit that his his title aspirations are as clear as day. Like, that Mm -hmm. guy wants nothing more than to be the UFC champion. And he trains as such, and he's committed as such. So, yeah, I've been in the training room
1: with him this camp, too.
0: Yeah, is he a a grinder?
1: Yeah, we've been going to wrestling practice, and he – at the end of it, he's like, hey, you score a couple rounds. I was like, God. <laughs> he's Great, a strong, bro. he's a strong boy. You're he's weird. a strong boy. But know, there's also like, this card at me, I was like, what am I gonna do? What he oh <laughs> so he yeah, he did get mad at you over your, the commentary thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Everybody, I feel bad for you guys. Like, there's no right or wrong way to go about it. You're always gonna get
0: flack from somebody. Somebody's like, gonna hate me, right? I yeah. mean, it's okay. I don't hate you. I don't like everybody. They don't all have to like me. I, I love you. I think you're good. I, I love you too. I, and I got two daughters. So, I mean, screw yeah. all these guys. I don't give a shit. As long as they like me. There you go. <laughs> and my wife. <laughs> um. Oh, wait. Marvin left Kings and is now training at the P.I. in Vegas. Oh, so he's in yeah. Maybe that was just for more training partners as well for, for Vittori.
1: I think he wanted just a change-up, honestly. I, think, I yeah. think that, yeah, I think that he's been doing some training at Extreme, which I thought was kind of peculiar because Roman used to train. Oh, yeah, trains. I saw him
0: with um, Strickland.
1: Yeah, yeah. Roman Roman went to Thailand, and I, I feel like Vittori, I don't know if he came here to train in Vegas or if he was like, hey, I'll go to his former camp because I'm looking for a new place to train myself. But yeah, it makes things interesting. That's like a that's the one thing I'm not uh, I'm very peculiar about with the Vegas training scene is like guys come in and out. You don't know in if people are lot, spilling man. the beans. You know, I keep yeah. it tight. I keep my circle small.
0: Yeah, that's very, that's small. how you got to do it. Yeah,
1: but there's also a ton of prospects on this card. I feel like before we move on, because we, we got to talk Rob yeah, I mean, throw we some, got, we, throw some
0: names out there for people. Yeah. To watch.
1: You know, I'm going to give a shout out to a couple of the females. Casey O'Neill taking on Jennifer Maya. Casey O'Neill undefeated uh, flyweight is popping right now for the females. Like mm-hmm. you're talking, the belt just changed to Valentina. You got Casey in the, in the mix. So you got Aaron Blanchfield, Tatiana Suarez might stay in that weight class. So that's a shark take if flyweight right now. And then speaking of another flyweight, Juliana Miller tough champion from the most recent season of the ultimate fighter. She's been spending time training with my coach. She feels very well prepared to go into England and take on Dan Hardy's girlfriend, former employee oh, yeah. of the UFC, as you all know, taking on Veronica Hardy and the curtain jerker. So a couple female flyweight prospects. And I felt that was very fitting because flyweight is one of the flyweight oh, for the females is the hottest weight class right now.
0: Lerone Murphy on the card. Um, three, yeah. three wins in a row for him as well. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've seen him fight and I'm a big fan of that kid. Yeah. Um, before we even get to our five rounds, which we got a fun one for you guys, in this one yeah. we got to also talk. Uh, this past weekend, man, Wallace Wheelie, holy, holy wrestling! Wow, clinic. <laughs> I mean, I think he shot. He broke the record on sh- takedown attempts, and he we'll landed. Have, we'll have Morgan pull it up. Morgan, we need amount. the takedown numbers. Yeah, and for we, people that they,
1: don't know who Morgan is, Morgan Worth, she, you know, if you didn't catch the last show, she's replacing the, the legendary Michael Ricci. So she is our new Ricci. Salute to Ricci, love you, bro, uh, Morgan. But when you get those
0: numbers, it'd be much appreciated. Yeah, it was like 50 something or 60, and he landed yeah. at like 20. It was like crazy. Yeah, um. but to do what
1: he did to Peter Yawn, it made it look like Peter is look. You got to look at his his. He's been on a skid. But there's so much more to it than the fact that he just hasn't gotten his hand raised. You look at the fight with Sean O'Malley. It's close. It's controversial. You know, the second title fight with Aljo, the first. You know, It's like, you know, aside from the Sanhagen fight, it's like the, the one he's won in the middle of all this. Just a very weird results that go with, yeah. the, with these losses. But this one was like, Marab made it look like there has been a, clear-cut cookie cutter way to beat this guy like yeah. he just like what do you guys him, been doing he stuck him on his back foot and just like it was just takedown city you know and for marab yeah i mean i i was around him for this training camp and that guy i mean there's no fatigue like there's times where you just got back dude stop training like yeah give yourself a break like you're running yourself ragged but uh yeah that
0: was impressive man that was really impressive Attempted, <clears throat> attempted forty nine, nearly two per minute of fighting.
1: To give people a little context to that, I'll say this as a grappler myself. There's nothing more Landed exhausting. There's nothing more exhausting than missing a takedown than getting one. When you exert effort to get a takedown and you get stuffed, it's deflating. Oh, you just in yeah. Marab. I feel like it just like inflates him more. Like it's like yeah. the polar opposite. You know
0: but it, it makes things of, interesting. I feel like
1: we're I, I feel like we're back in that situation we were years ago when AKA was running the welterweight division and it's John Fitch and Josh Koscheck saying how oh, we're not fighting each other, you know, even though we're teammates and Mike Swick's out there saying, "Yeah, same thing even though these guys are all taking up the top 5." Makes things very cloudy, I guess you could say, in the yeah. bantamweight division with Mirab basically being the clear-cut number one contender in his main stable mates, the champs. So very interesting situation
0: at flyweight, or I mean, yeah. weight, sorry. It's tough. Um, and, you know, and Dan- Dana's made it clear, like, look, it's a mistake. You know, you can pass up these opportunities. You don't have to fight anybody. Right. But I'll
1: tell you what's going to happen. I-, I I can tell you right now, the fact that he's, he- he's not going to, everyone's like, well, have him fight. Chudo Vera or Sanhagen, whoever wins, no, they're not doing that. They're going to stick him with Umar and mm. That's my that's my bold prediction. Is they're going to say, well, if you don't want to fight your friend for the title, we'll give you, you this
0: guy. You're going to fight
1: Umar and i Calling it.
0: I mean, I'm I'll sign up to watch that any day of the week. But <laughs> yeah, got all the guys with the me. fro
1: hats, whatever you. I don't know what you call yeah. them, but like the you know, Murav's got the black one, and Umar's got the white one. I mean, come on. I'm here for it.
0: Um,
1: anytime somebody that wears one of those hats at weigh-ins, if you see it, you're like, Oh, that guy's a badass. Yeah. <laughs> like just... if you're
0: facing him, you didn't know where he was from. And he walked out like that. You'd be like, God damn it. Yeah. Shucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what are you guys? Oh, God dang it. I just
0: started wearing that to weigh in. I mean, you're like, instantly you know,
1: thinking, did I wrestle enough this camp? They put the hat yeah. on. I'm like,
0: Oh, that was Can wrestling bringing anybody from Dagestan? <laughs> man? Oh man. Um, The hat is called Papaka? Papaka. P P A P A K H A. You know, Khabib actually owes me one.
1: Habib, sorry, he owes me one. He told me years ago in 2017 that he was going to get me one. I was like, hey, when are you going to give me one of those hats? It's after we cornered against each other. And he's like,
0: I'm sure he'll be watching the show. So.
1: i saw khabib on facetime the other day this is funny i saw islam in the locker room i go hey and i did like the belt thing around my waist You know islam always does like the finger point yeah i did it to islam and he was on facetime and he said something in russia and he goes hey mike do that again and he turned it and i didn't even look and i went like this it was it was khabib and he looked big and round and he goes kessa how much you weigh I go, yeah, I'm 191. Did he goes? Ah, oh, you weigh as much as my leg. <laughs> it's oh. like, well, retirement's treating you good. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. For sure, he's um enjoying himself. Yeah, out. he looks like it. And, and yeah. you know, I want to say real quick about this past weekend. You know, it was nice to be out of the Apex. Not that I don't love a, a good Apex show, but to be in Vegas at a at the Virgin Theater there at the the, the uh, Virgin Hotel. Yeah. It's like stacked up. They're like all right around you in this very small venue, but it was badass, dude. It was pretty badass. It's
1: like the palms. Yeah. Do you ever fight at the palms?
0: I or didn't, the- but that's exactly what some people said. Like everything's mm-hmm. right on top of you. Um it felt kind of like we were at like a high school dance at first. And then once it filled up, you're like, Oh, I see why they picked this place. This is, this is pretty cool. I think we should do it more
1: often. You know,
0: I, I agree. That was awesome, dude. Just to get out to go, to go over there to have a live crowd that was going nuts. The fights were amazing. We don't have time to really get into all of them. We just had no. to talk about Marab and, uh, Purian, but, there, there was many good bantamweight fights. The bantamweight yeah. division is the division right now, man. Yeah. It's unbelievable how good some of these guys are right now.
1: It, the talent, the the depth of talent is incredible. Like you cannot have a single deficit. Like you, you have to be so good in every facet of mixed martial arts, or you will just get left in the dust. It's, it's, yeah. it's incredible. Right, incredible, well, almost as incredible beautiful. as these five rounds. Five rounds,
0: yeah. All right, look Morgan. Segway. All right, Morgan, bring the heat. Do it. Let me close down my little chat here. Okay. All right, round one. We're doing a lot of would you rather. Would you rather fight Usman at Elevation or Leon Edwards in London? Ooh. I would. I'm going to go Usman at Elevation. I'm going to go Edwards in London because I seem to have always fight fought in enemy territory as it was and let's be honest yeah. I got a hell of a lot better shot at striking with Leon than I do trying to wrestle kamaro so I'm taking my chances in his hometown and I'm looking for a spin to win yeah I don't know why the hell I picked kamaro in <laughs> I'm Like, wait, maybe
1: that's because like you fought in enemy territory so many times and like the only international fight I've ever had was Abu Dhabi against Neil Magney. Yeah. so sucks yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <I am. laughs> round two would you rather listen to the beatles or queen why you know
1: my friend perry's mom in high school used to call me a scouser because i would mm-hmm. always wear Beatles shirts and i'd be like what's the scouse like "Oh, Scouser." And she'd tell me all about what it is but i'm gonna go with queen i listen to queen more than i listen to the beatles and i love the beatles but i just casually listen to queen more than i listen to the beatles honestly
0: I'm gonna to go to the Beatles and the Beatles. Just, the Beatles. I just feel like uh, you know it's they're they're so iconic, so clean. But I, I and yeah. for their songs and uh, I just um, yeah, yeah like I Lucy, know, Lucy have, in
1: the Sky with Diamonds is a great one.
0: Yeah, there's there's <laughs> there's, there's, there's many. <laughs> yeah, many. I'm going Beatles so. though. I visited I visited the pub where they're like that you know in Liverpool. I've been to Liverpool as well, so mm, scouse so it beautiful. up. Check mm-hmm. you out! Oh, round there, three. Paul. Would you rather have a trilogy fight with Conor McGregor or Charles Charles Oliveira? Look at that, guys! We got it in there. Well, through, through the question, you fought Charles. So <laughs> I Charles. Yeah, I'm and I sure met. I you... met again Con- Conor McGregor this this uh, this past week. He, yeah, we in the Apex, and he uh, was filming The Ultimate Fighter, and we got to say hi to each other. It was very cordial and very respectful. And it's good uh, to hear. He was checking my bike out. Oh. And, and we talked about his wreck. And he's like, dude, oh, I haven't ridden out. I haven't ridden outside since I got hit by that car. It really got me. Out. I get freaked out by that, dude. He yeah. was legit shook. Dude, I've almost been like pushed over by trucks and stuff on the road. And It is horrifying.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was just running uh, yesterday, which you making fun of me. I was shadow boxing while I was running. So that's why my gait looked funny. I, you know, Thomas said, I, you, you run like a duck. Speed. But I say, I agree. I was, when I was running, like every car I could hear coming just freaks me out you know we need to invent we need to invent like a pair of sunglasses that has like a camera on the back headband so like if a car is coming you can kind of see like a screen thing
0: get a little rear view save that
1: save that for our startup uh you know but for this one i'd probably just pick connor because the
0: financial gains yeah
1: if you fought connor three times like you don't have to work another day in your life
0: like i'd be that's exactly where my mind's at i I, yeah all this i was like connor
1: yeah, and a fi- yeah, Charles Oliveira. Honestly, if I was still a lightweight, would probably be one of my tougher matchups. Honestly, because he's just—he's a—he's f- just good.
0: There's no other way to say it. he's just damn good. He you know, fair. I mean, they're both good, no doubt. But you know yeah. what I mean? Like the challenge of fighting Charles with the grappling versus—you know—Conor's obviously going to at least engage him much more in the striking, and try to knock you yeah. out, which is scary onto yeah. itself. But at least I'm much more comfortable there, and I'm going to make a b- bunch of money yeah for sure connor yeah what's round round four yeah i can't see these lenses would you rather eat fish and chips or a tuna sandwich and why I mean, I mean, it's fish and chips. I'm going fish and chips all day. I love fish and chips. And yeah. you know what? Why don't we just get some, get a roll, and we'll make a fish and chips sandwich and get that malt vinegar. Put that malt vinegar all over that oh, bad boy. Maybe or, maybe, maybe a rerun? little bit of um, tartar sauce on the bottom of it and make that a sandwich. Come on. Well, do you like actual chips or do you like fries? Like, like their types of. I'll do either way. I like. Yeah. That. I mean, when I'm over there, I'm fine with the like the big fat steak type chips. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. they, mean. when they say chips, they do mean fries. It's oh, just big fat. I
1: they chips. Well, see, I'm no, not as, they I'm, call not it as chip. I'm not they call well. chips crisps. Oh, see, you're more, tra- I'm not traveled to England. I don't know. I thought that maybe. Oh,
0: I've you know, been to England like six times.
1: Check you out. Have you ever been to Rera out here in Vegas? No. It's like an Irish bar. I think Mickey Ward might be part. No, I'm, I'm, I'm stretching there. But all I know is Rira in the mall in Mandalay has fish oh. and chips that are like each Huge. piece, massive. They're amazing. Yeah. I'm hungry. I love that.
0: I'm, I'm hungry now, I'm too. I got a burrito caffeine. waiting for me upstairs. So I have All right, let's I get got the round some, five. I got some, some, I got some ice <laughs> chips. <laughs> <laughs> round five, would you rather face Edward's striking or Usman's wrestling? I mean, I'm going to go Usman's
1: wrestling because I already said I fight him in elevation. So, I mean, I can't contradict myself. At this yeah, you're already, I'm, you're I'm already, already too far crazy. in. Too far in, dude. And I
0: already chose Leon striking, so yeah. I, I'm definitely going with that one. Uh, yeah, preferably not at elevation and preferably not in London if I could choose. But do uh, do it know. at the theater at the Virgin Hotels. Now that would be cool. Boom, there you that go. Would be cool. All right, guys, post your fan questions. You know what's up on Twitter. Me and Michael will try to send out uh, uh, reminders to you guys.
1: Yeah, we just, want your questions.
0: Just come at at us. Uh, tag us, tag hashtag UFC Roundup, and uh, questions about this weekend. Once the fights are over, anything you want us to kind of talk about, anything fun related. It's stuff like we did today. Would you rather? All those kind of things. because okay, we're gonna switch up the five rounds. We're always gonna end with five rounds. We're gonna switch it up every UFC 286 goes to London this weekend. Is it an early pay-per-view for us?
1: Yeah. And, so on the West, on the West Coast, it's 10 a.m. is the early prelims.
0: I absolutely I think it's six- love
1: that. I love that. You know, this one I don't because I have training to do. So I'm gonna be like in a rush. You know, I'm gonna be rushed to get to the fights, you know. But you know I'm what, Paul? Getting
0: the training done early. I'm glad, that,
1: I'm, glad, I'm glad you're getting the time that you want. You deserve it.
0: Well, thank you. And you're in <laughs> camp, so you should just focus on beating ass. I just need to focus beating on bucks. beating and beating oh my God, I, I, made a, I made a comment on the broadcast last weekend about somebody being stuck in a guillotine, bro. Yeah. And I was like, he's jerking it out. He's just jerking his head. You can tell. And everything I said to try to make it sound like I, I didn't mean that. Made it sound worse, and people were coming at me on Twitter like, "Oh my like, god!" Crazy. <coughs> and I forgot that Volkoff had already freaking fought John, and I'm like, "Oh, that's the perfect uh, match." Oh, you were on, on fire. These matchups after 13, calling 13 fights, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm an idiot." Oh, anyway, you're on a roll. UFC Roundup. I'm Paul Felder. He's Michael Chiesa. Peace out, peeps.